Welcome to your highest version, the podcast where I want you to be the highest version of yourself. My name is Hope Matole. I am the host and founder of this podcast. I'm a communicator, a conversation starter, a voice, healer, and a safe space creator. So if there's one thing to be sure of, this is definitely a safe space. I am also the founder and president of a female NPO known as Contagious Classy Divas Network. I hold a master's degree in psychology and I'm a counseling psychologist by profession. Yep, a whole counseling psychologist. In this podcast, we are going to do the work that helps us to meet and become the highest versions of ourselves. So are you guys ready? Come on and join us. Let's go. version so today i am privileged i am literally a little girl who is so privileged to be among black girl magic and to basically be among light today i'm going to have a conversation with two amazing ladies who are the directors of nokanya psychometrics and the first one that i'll introduce um her name literally means a ray of sunlight she strives to live up to her name by lighting up the path for others to come to find their way in terms of growth and in terms of success. She completed her undergrad studies at the University of um, Johannesburg and her honors degree in counseling psychology at UNISA. Her passion for assisting others to make um, choices that make their road a little less windy is what led her to a career in psychometry. She believes in being true to herself as much as possible and doing things that set her soul on fire. I love that. She lives a life that is aligned with her passions and her purpose lies in helping others realize theirs. So ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Nomta Makanya. Hey, Nomta. I hope. Thank you for the lovely introduction. <laughs> Thank you so much for being here. It's a pleasure. Sure. The next individual I'm going to introduce was born in the Northern Cape and raised in Northwest Province. She is a small town girl with a big heart. Um, service has always been the center of her being, more so finding purpose and joy in what she does and in how she lives her life. She obtained an undergraduate degree at the Northwest University in the Pochefstrom campus, an honors degree in counseling psychology from UNISA, and finally a psychometry degree at the University of Johannesburg. She believes that one should always shine a candle rather than curse the dark. Um, she strives to always put her best foot forward and meet everyone with a smile and with respect. The next individual, guys and girls, that I would like you to welcome to the show is Bipilo Noko. Hey, Bipilo. Hi, hi. That <laughs> was such a nice introduction. Thank you so much for being on the show. You guys, you guys, yeah, you guys write some deep stuff on your bios, hey? Like, yay. <laughs> <laughs> Um, it's, it must be true. I mean, we just write what we feel, you know, yeah, just being yeah. true to ourselves. 
I like that. Thank you so much, ladies, for being on the show. So what I often do with my guests before we jump into all the nice things is I literally ask for a quick check-in. So how are you? You've kind of said that, but where are you? Um, How is the weather like where you are? And is there anything that you are drinking as we are having this conversation? And what are you drinking if there is something you're drinking? Or eating. I'm in, I'm in Joburg. Uh, we're both based in Joburg. Um, but yeah, I'm in Joburg. It's a little overcast today. Feels yeah. like it's a little chilly. I'm not too sure yet. Um, and I'm having a glass of water and a marshmallow. Oh, okay. Bipila, <laughs> <laughs> what about you? Um, I am also in Joburg. And it is overcast. It is a little chilly. Um, and I'm sitting in my lounge with a bottle of water. Mm. Nothing, nothing else to it. Nothing special at all. Mm. Just a regular Saturday morning. No marshmallow? <laughs> no marshmallow. No marshmallow. <laughs> okay, so I am in my car. This is like my, my recording studio because there are little people in, in my family. Um, I have little brothers who are always making a noise in the house. So I'm in the car mm. and I'm drinking water, which is probably the one thing that I'm always drinking when I record <laughs> because I just have crazy um, vocal strain often when I have to talk for a long time. So that's where I am. Mm. So uh, right in, first question that I want to ask you guys is, when did you guys realize that you wanted to be psychometrists? Um, shall I go first? Yeah. So kind of, sorry to jump in. Um, so um, when did you realize, but share briefly the journey to getting there. Okay. Yeah. Um, so I realized that I wanted to be a psychometrist when I was working for um, an educational slash neuropsychologist um, who dealt with accidents um, for the road accident fund. Mm. Um, so she would be hired by the lawyers to assess people. Um, so I was working for her more in an admin role, um, but I would occasionally get um, involved in prepping um, the station for the testing rooms for the candidates, um, making them feel comfortable in the reception area, you know, getting them tea and um, getting their biographical information and stuff before the psychometrist took over. Um, and I sat in a few um, of the sessions just to um, see what it was all about. And I think that's when my interest in psychometry was sparked. Mm-hmm. Um, it was just seeing the actual, like what a, what a psychometrist does on a day-to-day basis. And yeah, um, so I think that's definitely where... I changed my mind because at first I didn't think psychometry was for me. Okay. Um, so leading up to that job, I, like you said, I had studied, um, I'd done my undergrad and then I'd done my, my honors. And then after my honors, I wasn't sure if I wanted to do a master's just yet. I was feeling a little unsure. Mm-hmm. Um, and in working for Margie, I found yeah, I found that spark, like, oh, okay, um, I can do this. So that's when I started researching and found my way to UJ. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, and did the, the psychometry program. Awesome. Bipilo, what about you? Um, so I think for me, it, 
it's a little similar in the sense that that wasn't the plan or I had rather set my mind on um, after honours is masters and then, you know, depending on that, be it clinical or counselling, you know, take the journey on from there and carry on from there. Um, but I think for me, it shifted or changed where in my previous company where I worked and the one before that, um, there was a time when I was involved in sort of, I don't want to say the interviewing process, but a sort of a recruiting process where we were looking to fill a role that was um, vacant in our team. Yeah. And, you know, the process was pretty tedious with the interviews and all of that. And even at the end of the day, you have all these interviews and you sit with 10 brilliant candidates and you're like, but who, who is it, you know? And there isn't a way to sort of set them apart or be like, okay, this one for sure and that sort of thing. And that's when psychometry then sparked my interest. Like it's, it's assessments have got this brilliant ability of narrowing that down and not just from, I've got 10 candidates, how do I um, narrow this down or how do I make the final selection? But also more of a, what is it that our team needs? What is it that this role needs? What are the gaps that we have? And according to assessments and people's results, who is best able or who would be best able to fill those gaps. Mm. So that's definitely where that interest sort of sparked in me. Um, I wasn't, besides psychological assessment as in the, in the subject, I wasn't, I mean the module, I wasn't quite clued up on what psychometry was, but of course from there started researching and all of that. And yeah, here we are. Interesting. Um, you guys both studied, both did your um, psychometry degree at UJ, right? Yes. Okay. I want you guys to just kind of talk yes. about the program because I think a lot of people don't necessarily understand what the psychometry program entails in terms of, you know, from, from the beginning, in terms of requirements. What are the requirements? Um, kind of outline the program, uh, the duration, and then also the internship aspect of it. So how long is the process? Um, how does it work for you to, from the point that you register um, for the psychometry course until the point where you are qualified and registered. Can you explain that for us? Um, so, oh, sorry. No, go for it, go. <laughs> um, so in order to apply, you have to have um, either done a B-Psych mm. or um, up to an honours degree if you did a BA. Um, so... Then what else do you need? So you get all these documents certified. So I think it's your um, your undergrad results, your honors um, results. Um, so obviously you need your all those certified. You need um, your actual degrees um, note, uh, notarized, I think is the word. Um, and then you send all your applications through. Um, and then they'll contact you if you have made it in and then you go through, I think first was the interviews or fellow, if I'm, if I'm stuck, then, um, you can just jump in. So you get, um, through the, mm. you do the first round as the interviews, um, where they basically call you in and, 
Um, they ask you questions like, how are you prepared um, for this program? Are you willing to give up your job for six months or give up whatever else you were doing? How are you going to pay for it? Um, so it's mostly like practical questions that they ask you. Um, and then they have psychological assessments. So they um, assess your aptitude. Um, they assess locus of control. Um, I is there a personality assessment, Pips? Um, I think there was. I think there was. Anyway, yes. so you, they, yeah, they assess you. Um, it's almost as if you're like a job interview. Um, so in all of that, you have to be very professional in the way that you look. You can't just rock up for an interview in like jeans and a t-shirt. Um, you have to present yourself in the way that you would want them to see you as a, a professional, you know. Um, so it's a bit of a grueling entrance process, but after that, they select, I think it's about, well, at UJ, it's about 35 people at the end of it. Um, so it is, it isn't um, as selective as masters, but it is a little bit tough to get into mm. um, just because of the limited amount of space. Um, and then let's see, what are the, so the universities and that offer the program um, obviously, UJ, that's where we did ours. Um, mm -hmm. the, Nash, um, the Nelson Mandela University in um, Port Elizabeth, or Rebecca as it's now called, um, <laughs> also <laughs> offers it, um, as well as Stellenbosch University. Um, I'm not so sure about the Northwest University anymore. I think they used to offer it, offer it but um, I don't no think they do. still do. Yeah, I think they also it got yeah. taken away as well. So the options are, are a bit limited. Um, mm. for, so a lot of people end up just doing Joburg because it's like kind of central. Um, yeah. yeah. And then what else? Um, so the in, uh, internship, so the program itself, um, is it used to be a year long. I don't know if they're revamping that with all the COVID things that are happening, mm -hmm. but uh, the one that we did was six months long and it's a very jam-packed mm -hmm. six months. So there's no time for a job. There's no time for, um, you know, part-time work. There's no time for anything else. You have to just be willing to dedicate that six months to focusing on, on the program. Mm -hmm. um, so it's part um, academic work. So you attend lectures, you do assignments. Um, then there is uh, uh, the practical side, the internship part. Um, so UJ will assign you uh, a place to do your internship um, or you can find a place yourself and then UJ will approve that place. Um, and then yeah, then you have to do a, a bit of community service as well. You have a community service project. Um, mm -hmm. And Boipelo and I actually met in our um, supervision group. So you divide it up into little groups. It's like a little, your little support network. Mm -hmm. um, <laughs> and you have uh, your supervisor who, um, whatever you wherever you feel like you're not getting what other people are getting, maybe at their internships or there's something you don't understand. Um, she, he or she will be the person um, to talk to about that. Mm -hmm. um, and they help you like get through those issues. So yeah, you have, so you have lectures, you have basically a full day's work as an intern and you have supervision 
Um, so yeah, it is a very jam packed program. No, not at all. Um, it is, it is a very strenuous program. Um, and like you were saying, Namta, I think a lot of people don't realize that, you know, you think, yes, it's six months. I've, I've done university for years and this is just for six months. I'll be okay. But it's not like university where yeah. you had maybe class three times a week and, you know, for maybe maximum four hours and that was it. And the rest of the time was yours and you actually had time to rest and all of that there is literally no space to do anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, you're, you're, you're studying, you're learning. Sometimes your internship gives you, I don't want to call it homework, but work to take home um, that you need to complete your supervision. You're basically an employee. They treat you like an employee. Yeah. Yes, um, it's you don't a, get special baby treatment because you're the intern. You go yeah. there to learn and to work um, just like yeah. everyone else does so that you get that experience. Yeah, and also what other people um, don't realize or neglect to consider is that um, these internship sites aren't obliged to pay you. So mm-hmm. a lot of them are unpaid. Um, and so this is six months where if you were someone who was working, you, you're losing out on six months of salary, you know? Um, you need to be prepared for that. So you need to be prepared emotionally, physically, financially. Mm-hmm. It really does take a knock on you. Um, you need to be, you know, up on your vitamins and hydrating and resting every second that you can. But yeah, it's pretty jam-packed, um, but you do learn so much. And, of course, you meet amazing people. We are still in contact with quite a lot of um, our colleagues that we, that we studied with. And it's nice to have, like, that support system still and be able mm-hmm. to bounce off them for certain things or reach out to them for certain things. Yeah. So, yeah, that's about the, the whole program, basically. And it's a professional degree. I mean, that's why it's not all fun and games. You know, it's, yeah. it's real work. It's real life. But I just want to clarify something. So within the six months, is like the coursework and the internship included? Or is the internship after the six months? And how long is that? Like how many hours? So I it's think it is included. 720 hours. Hey, Bibs. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. So you do it all at the same time. Hmm. So (laughs) if I can describe what some of our days would look like, um, we'd go to work to our internship in the morning and then there's like a lecture at one o'clock. Then you leave during your lunch break, go to a lecture for like two, three hours um, and they might need you back at work. Hmm. Um, So it's literally, it's a matter of juggling. It's not like, Oh, okay. Today's, lectures as chilled no if they need you at work they need you at work yeah yeah. Um, so it's all done at the same time so it's just a matter of time management and just being able to juggle everything that's a lot yeah it is a lot it is is. and also the other thing is you know obviously uj tries their best to to place you and get you suitable placement and placement where you're actually going to be enriched and learn what you need to learn right Mm -hmm. and it's very few companies that have the willingness and the capacity to take on an intern because as much as it's an intern and maybe an extra hand that's helping out, they also need to teach. Therefore, it means they're taking time out of their own schedule and routines and all of that to teach, right? So 
you often find that these companies that usually places you at is scattered all over Gauteng. I mean, in all corners of Johannesburg, in Harties. For example, I was placed at a company that was in Harties and I lived in Pretoria at the time. So the amount of driving that I had to do was insane. I used to drive 40 kilometers one way every single day from Pretoria to Harties and then 40 back. And then on the days when we had classes, I'd drive all the way from Pretoria to Joburg, have my lectures, drive back, and then still have to get back home at like six and maybe still do some work that needs to be done for the internship site. So it's also, it's also that, you know, and um, as much as you're losing out on a salary, you're also mm. actively using money yeah, <laughs> to sustain yeah. all of this. Yeah. I think that's something that people don't really talk about. Um, is mm. the financial, like how financially prepared you need to be for mm. something like mm. this. Um, yeah, it was, I think for a lot of us, very financially draining. Um, the course mm. itself is quite pricey. Um, yeah. And if yeah. your internship site is not um, paying for you to get um, like CPD courses and things like that, you're paying for CPD courses. Um, yeah. You're paying for petrol to drive up and down. You're paying for lunches and you name it. Um, yeah. Yeah. To feed yourself. I think, yeah. <laughs> you have to just be so prepared for, for that aspect because um, there's no stress like money stress, guys. Yeah. It will drain you. <laughs> it's real. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. So with regards to the, Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Sorry, I was just going to add, like, and even afterwards, when you're done with this whole program and everything, mm. um, what people also forget is that there's a period where um, you're going to sit at home, at least for two months, at the very least, because mm. that's that period between finishing um, the program and then having to wait for the next board exams. Yeah. And then yeah. write your board exams, get registered, which also costs a pretty penny. Mm, and yeah. then... After that, it's finding work. Um, And we won't lie, we've been in the industry, we've been in the market. Um, Jobs are scarce in the psychometry field, very Mm. scarce. Mm. Um, So it's it's then waiting and looking and all of that. So essentially, it's it's not just your six months of financial burden. It's Mm. beyond that. It's essentially, if you want to be fair to yourself, excuse me, prepare yourself for 12 months of financial burden. Yeah. And I think that's an important point as well, Bips, uh, with the HPCSA, um, the registrations, the board exams, you pay a lot for these things. Yeah. You'll be taking yes. out 700 here, 800 there, 1,000 rand here. Um, so you need to also budget for that. And I think that's also something that caught me off guard was just how mm. much I pay for all these registrations. Cause you have to register first as a student, you pay for that. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, and then you have to uh, register again for board exam. You pay to write the board exam. Then you have to mm-hmm. pay your yearly fee once you pass. To register, yes. Yeah. Just keep yourself, yeah. So there's all of these extra costs actually, um, which can amount to thousands. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, it's, it's, it's important to be prepared for that. Yeah. I like that you guys raise the financial aspect because also I think sometimes we think we think, okay, you're gonna finish and then you know immediately you get a job. 
but like you say, I'm actually in the period, but in the in the psychology side, where I just finished my degree and I'm waiting for the next boards. And obviously, with even without a registration, it's so unlikely that you would get you know a job without yet being registered as a psychometrist, as a psychologist. So that that's actually real. Mm, for sure. Mm. Yeah. Um, but I wanted to ask you guys, in terms of the different internship sites, like what kind of places do you get placed for an internship in psychometry? And do the different places kind of do the same thing? How does it work? That's where there's a bit of disparity um, in the sense that it's, it's literally just the luck of the draw, um, mm. if you want to call it that. Uh, some people get placed at educational sites. Some people get placed at corporate sites. Some people get placed in clinical sort of settings. Um, I think I think I'm referring to it correctly. <laughs> Correct me if I'm wrong, Domta. Um, it was very few, but I think only two of our colleagues got placed at like a, a sort of a clinical setting. I was placed in a corporate setting, um, and then a few people were placed at educational settings. So even though there is like a prescribed sort of route for the internship places to follow in terms of what they teach and what they expose you to, obviously um, every company and every sort of industry does things differently. Mm -hmm. So the exposure that I got in corporate is not the same as the exposure that someone got in educational because those are two completely different assessments that are being used, Right for mm. two different purposes. Mm. So, yeah, you could say there's, there's, there's a bit of a disparity or, or a difference, but yeah. it really is just about embracing wherever you get put. You know, you're there for six months. Make the most of it. Learn as much as you can. And that's also what the supervision groups are for because that's where you sit around the table with people who are placed in different places. Yeah. And even though, you know, me and Nomta were placed in corporate both of us it wasn't the same type of corporate so you get to sit around the table at supervision and you hear from these different people and whatever and also it's just one of those things where we we know if we get stuck somewhere in terms of educational assessments we've got a colleague who is well versed in that who did that for six months we'll mm -hmm. reach out to her if she gets stuck somewhere with um, corporate-based assessments, she knows we were there for six months, she'll reach out to us. So um, that's where those relationships in your supervision come in and are so, 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 so important. Um, but yeah, basically you sort of learn the same thing, but not going down the same path. Yeah, I, think yeah. that. I think the lectures also help to try and bridge that um that gap um mm. so you during the lectures everybody um is exposed to the same thing so we had like a um lectures on career guidance for example everybody got to learn about career guidance whether you were practicing it um at your um internship or not you know um so i think even though there is that like it is a lack of the draw in terms of where you get placed and what you get exposed to. Um, UJ does do a lot to try and, and bridge that gap and make sure that everyone is prepared in every way possible. Um, but uh, also another thing that I 
like a tip that I wanted to mention while we're on the topic of the program is if you can find your own um, practicum before you go to to apply, that'll actually work in your favor. Mm. Um, and also it gives you a little bit more choice in um, what you learn and where you're placed. And yeah, that's all. Yeah, mm, for sure. Do you kind of have a say? So apart from, you know, finding your own internship side, do you kind of have a say to a degree in terms of where you get placed or do you just get randomly placed? It's random. Random. Unless you um, find it yourself, which is what I did mm. before mm. I even applied, before I went for the interviews and everything. Mm. Um, I found a company that I wanted to intern at. Um, and when I went into the interviews, I told them that. And I think that gave me a bit of an advantage is that, you know, I took that initiative to find a suitable place for myself. Mm. Um, and it's, yeah. I, I live in Randburg and it's literally a 10-minute drive from me. So I saved myself that stress, you know? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So in the first season of my podcast, I'm kind of doing a mini series on master selection in the different specific master's categories. And I think I should ask you guys this, but how do you think um, in a a career, like a short career in psychometry can help someone in terms of getting into master's at some point, someone who desires to, you know, because a lot of people after honors, you know, do different things. But one of the things is psychometry, uh, the B-side program. But how do you think um, specifically psychometry would be beneficial leading to um, possibly being accepted into a master's program in psychology at the experience you will gain um, mm. you know it's so much more than the test learning mm. how to speak to people um, learning what influences like the outcome of tests like people's cultural backgrounds and language and you know all these other factors that you may not have um, considered you know Uh, you get to see it from like a scientific perspective that this is how it all affects a person, you know? Mm. Um, And I really believe that psychometry is an amazing stepping stone um, in that way, in preparing you to, to help people um, in the way that psychologists do. Um, And also it's just an amazing way to, to break down uh, the facets of behavior um, you know, you really get to understand human nature in a different way. Yeah. Um, and it is more like, um, if I can say, it puts it kind of like into boxes. But um, for me, I found that it's, it's made it more helpful for me to understand um, human nature, human behavior, how their minds work. Um, so, yeah, I would say it's, it's an amazing stepping stone if that's the route that you choose to take. Uh, it will never go to waste, you know. That experience is something that... Um, you know, having that experience before going into your master's, I don't think that's something to be, um, to be, to take for granted, you know? Um, Mm. yeah. Yeah, for sure. I also agree. And also, I think it also aids people in the sense that if, if you're not a hundred percent sure about masters, then, you know, take this time and, you know, your mind might change. I mean, for me, my mind has changed. It might change again. <laughs> we don't know. But um, my mind has changed and I feel like I have found more love and more purpose and more yeah. drive in psychometry than what I think I would have in master's. Mm. Now, look, I could be correct because I'm, I haven't 
gone down that path and that journey yet. Mm-hmm. Um, however, for me, it was, it was an open door. It was after psychometry at some point, I'll do my master's um, in psychology and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But now it's a little bit more of a closed door where I feel like I'm at home here and I want to build more on this and, you know, grow this more and become sort of uh, specialized in this field, if you can put it that way. Mm-hmm. So I think it assists in um, helping yourself sort of wrap your mind around what it is you really want to do. And even if it is still um, a master's thing for you after psychometry, I think even still it helps you sort of slot in and hone in on what area of psychology is really for me? Yeah. What really interests me? Is it is it the clinical aspect? Is it the educational aspect? Maybe you just want to do research. Maybe you find your passion in the research side of psychology, you know? Mm. And these are you know, the small little things that we don't necessarily consider because, you know, when you when you apply for master's, if, if you get in ACE, you know, you don't get picky about where you get in clinical or counseling however I think it is important definitely to find where your purpose and who you are where it ties in and fits in because that's going to drive you at the end of every day so you guys are now working as you know you've done your training you are now qualified psychometrists um what does your day look like you know what does your day roughly look like what are you doing at the office i don't know are you guys working at different places or at the same place so most of our um offerings are online okay so we work from home um but i think for for me it would be better to use um when i i previously worked at a at a different company before i branched out on my own i think Mm -hmm. it would be better for me to use an example there because i had more of a schedule okay (laughs) um, than i do now um so then i would usually we'd see clients at eight in the morning um i was focused mainly on recruitment and selection um so you wake up Nice and early, you get to the office an hour before the clients at least. Then I would set up the waiting area with tea and coffee and biscuits and all the things that make a person feel comfortable. Um, Then I would open the computers that they were going to be using. Um, So then you set up all the computers, you make sure that um, all the assessments and stuff are set up. Um, before the person arrives um, then your clients arrive and you greet them you make conversation you offer them tea don't just shove them straight into the assessment room try and set their minds at ease especially in a recruitment and selection um, situation they get very very nervous Um, so then once they're feeling comfortable you take them in you walk them through the assessments Um, because at the time uh, like I mentioned I was also doing uh, the assessments are using online platforms mm-hmm. um so i yeah i hardly ever do um pencil and pencil and paper tests anyway mm-hmm. um so if they're struggling to use the computer you like you know you can give them a little tutorial um and then they do all of their assessments you send them on their merry way and then you begin with the report writing 
Um, then you put together all their scores, um, write the reports, and that's usually, then the day is usually done by that point. Um, so yeah, I would say that's what my day-to-day -day used to look like okay. without my cat jumping on my computer now. <laughs> Life is different now. Um, yeah. And I think BIPs would also have more of a, like a, a better routine um, with the company that she was also working for, hey? Yeah, um, it's it the same thing, um, a little different in, in the sense that, um, so I worked, my manager is an industrial psychologist yeah. and basically the two of us and a few, like two other people form a talent team in a very large company um, so I stretch a little bit beyond assessments. So okay. same thing in the morning, sort of get there, um, you know, have your normal emails and whatever's, um, and then I will assess a group of candidates, um, mainly using 16PF, um, assess a group of candidates. Once I'm done with that, that takes up about half my morning, um, or half my day rather. Um, by the time I'm done, it's lunchtime. And then from after lunchtime, it is doing other things that have got to do with sort of talent and not so much recruitment, but more talent focused stuff and sort of employee wellness focused stuff. Um, so yeah, it's almost the same, but just a little different in, in that sense that I do assessments, but I also dabble in things like drawing up employee value propositions and um, employee equity and all of those things. <laughs> Not fun, but yeah. Yeah. It's a part of the so job. So I think in terms of um, our routine mm. now, when we have um, clients for Nokanya, um, yeah, I get up in the mornings and I check my emails and I check all our socials to see if anyone is wanting to contact us. Um, and then you begin assessments. So like I said, we do them online. Um, so yeah, you send um, assessment links. Um, the candidate completes the assessments. You get the reports back and then start integrating the reports. Um, and then schedule feedback. Yeah. So that's like the basic process. Would the yeah. feedback be the same day? No. So usually it takes us about three, about three days to integrate okay. the reports. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. Depending obviously on what kind of assessments are done, but because we're doing mostly career guidance, mm -hmm. um, a lot of aspects are being measured. So there's personality, there's aptitude, there's interests, there's values. So there's different reports for um, all the different assessments. So um, yeah, it takes about three days for us to integrate all of that information and find like general themes um, to give in feedback. And then the feedback is then after the three days. Yeah. Yeah. Speaking yeah. of Nokanya Psychometrics, I remember I was going through when I bumped into your guys' page on Instagram. I think somebody I follow shared it, something like that. And 
I was going through it and I went in. I was like, oh, this is literally like an African name. This is so interesting. Like how often you get that, you know? And mm-hmm. I kind of jumped in. I have a little brother who's doing grade nine. So obviously we soon have to get him into, um, you know, subject choice assessments. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, let's check this out. And then I actually saw that it was actually run by two women of color. And I was, it was kind of like a black, you know, a, a fangirl moment. It was like, <laughs> the name is just so amazing because, you know, representation is very important to me. And I was like, this, mm. this is amazing. I love this. But how did the name come? And what is the origin of the name and what does it mean? Um, fun fact. Um, <laughs> our name is actually a combination of our surnames. Um, but it oh. also combines into a very beautiful word. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> so the the N O K to an extent. Yes, sort of. <laughs> the K we share. But the N O K comes from Noko from my family. I mean mm-hmm. from my surname. And then um the Kanya comes from Makanya. Ah, smart. Who came up with that? <laughs> it took both of us. It took a while. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I I think originally we had thought of just because um, there are like naming rules um, from the HPCSA. You can't just name it <laughs> whatever you like. Mm, and, uh, yeah, you can't name it like world's best, most fantastic psychometrists or whatever. So they have like um, regulations about how you name your business. Um, mm. So we were just gonna go straightforward, Noko Makanya, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm. But uh, it didn't have that vibe, so. We, we combined our surnames and the word Nokanya means light. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's, yeah, that's like the essence of what we're trying to do. Mm. Yeah, I, I like, I like it. I'm glad, you know, putting your two surnames separately didn't work because this is like magic. This is, this is actually <laughs> So how did it come about, guys? At which point did you decide, okay, we want to start our own thing? And what's the process of that been like? Um, it started <laughs> It started with us being tired. Very okay. tired. <laughs> very tired of um, having to do things a certain way, which is, to some extent, still a little bit archaic, if you can put it that way. Mm-hmm. Um, and also, I think it also it was it was fueled by um, being underappreciated where we were, and we also obviously just wanted to, you, you know, the saying goes, if you can't find a table that you want to sit at, then build it. So that was sort of our thing, where you know you're constantly sitting at your workplace and you're like, oh, if only this could be done this way, if mm. only this could be done this way, it would be easier or better if this was done this way. This is what, you know, the client needs or what the candidate needs. Um, but unfortunately you're a drop in the ocean in mm. these big companies and corporations. You can't just wake up one morning and change a whole bunch of things. Um, so for me, that's what pushed me. And um, that's when I just decided, you know what, let me rather build something that is our own, that we can dictate how we would want it to be run. And what is very, very important to us is to be, um, what's it called, progressive um, and to be able to adapt and to be flexible and Mm. to bring that to our clients as well, 
to give them the opportunity to make use of assessments to help them be flexible and adaptable and, you know, where they can fit in and slot in anywhere in the world. And just to, to just broaden people's minds and ideas to what is available out there and Mm -hmm. what can be done. Yeah. I'm not Mm. sure for Nomta. I halfway spoke for Nomta this. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I, I agree with all that. Um, Mm. I think we just wanted to create a safe, safe working space for ourselves and also for other people like us. Um, We, I feel like corporates, there's sort of like a cookie cutter way of, of doing things. You know, there isn't Mm. that focus on the individual and people are individuals. You can't have Mm. a one size fits all for everyone. Yeah. Um, Life doesn't work that way. So I think that's what's been important to us is to, because we can be flexible, we're not bound by the rules of being in someone else's um, corporation. Yeah. Um, yeah, it allows us to be more flexible and to do more of the things that we love to do. Mm-hmm. Um, because I find myself um, in the job that I was in before we started Nokanya doing a lot of administrative work and... Mm-hmm. My only option in moving up in that company was basically doing admin on another level. And wow. it has like, has like a, a sales aspect to it. And I'm not a salesperson. <laughs> so the thought of that was just like, oh my gosh, like, what am I doing here? I don't yeah. get to guide yeah. people. I'm not giving feedback as often as I'd like to. Those are the things that I love is getting to know new people. And yeah, so we've just expanded the boundaries of that by yeah. starting something of our own. Yeah. So Wipilo gets to work on more of what she's passionate about and good at. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I get to do the same. That's, I mean, really, that's all we can ask for. Yeah, that's yeah. amazing. Yeah. And, you know, going on when Nomta says creating a safe space for us to work in, um, you know, it's, it's, it's a big thing. And it should have been a big thing earlier for everyone to, to shift into the space of mental health being so important in the workplace. Yeah. I mean, guys, there are toxic workplaces, aren't you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> toxic, terrible. Um, so that was also something that's really important to us. And, you know, to have a place where we, we know we appreciate each other. Mm-hmm. We also know that we're human beings at the end of the day. If Nomta says to me, I'm tired on Monday morning. She's like, I'm tired. I'm, I can't can today. <laughs> I'll say to her, okay, it's fine. I can can today. So mm. it's fine. Take a rest. I'll can for us today. And then tomorrow I'll rest and then you can can for us <laughs> tomorrow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know? So being able to have that flexibility and of course um, planning for our futures, we'd like to have you know, a space where we're able to spend as much time with our families as we want to. Mm. We don't want to miss soccer matches one day and we don't want to miss swimming meets one day. Mm. We want to be there and present in Mm. our personal lives and family lives as much as we are there and present in our careers. Yeah, yeah. That is so true. There are so many toxic work environments, you know, and I like that you guys were like, we are going to create, you know, what we want because also these very toxic spaces in the workplace 
as much as you are passionate about what you're doing, but having to wake up every day and go to a place that just sucks the life out of you, you know, that passion kind of dies down, you know? So I like the fact Mm. that you guys were like, we are definitely going to do it away and it seems to be going well. So well done with that, you guys. Um, Tell us about, yeah, go ahead. No problem. No, in saying um, what you just said, it just um, made me think as well. I went through a phase Mm. Um, in one of my previous um, jobs where I thought, my goodness, should I have even studied psychology? Did I, I, did I go way left here? Because yeah. I don't feel like this is the environment for me at all. Um, mm. And I feel so different now mm. um, in the space that I'm in that, I mean, can you imagine if I had taken that feeling of that moment and made like this huge life decision and decided, yeah. nope, psychology is not for me. I'm going to go be an accountant or something. Yep. Um, and it would, it took me getting out of that environment um, to actually see like, no man, I am in line with my purpose. Um, but they literally, uh, they clouded my vision of myself. Mm. Um, the way it was so toxic working. <laughs> so yeah, just, yeah. Yeah, it does. It really does. I've also had an experience to a degree, you know, like as early as my internship, you know, and even though like, you know, obviously deep down, like this is my passion. This is what I'm called to do. You know, this is purpose. This is where I'm supposed to be. But such toxic environments, they can really pull that out of you because you have to gather the strength to even wake up and head to work. You know, you have to gather the strength to even to get yourself there to do what you need to do. And if you're doing it under such circumstances, it can be very heavy, um, you know, and you want relief because, you know, our natural state as human beings is to want to feel better. So sometimes in your head, you kind of convince yourself that feeling better is doing something different like you are saying Nomta you know being in a different field but that's not actually the case but now that you are in a more calm environment that a bit that is a bit more healthy you're able to realize that oh my gosh this is exactly that confirmation is there once again that this is exactly where I'm supposed to be so I like that you shared that thank you for sharing that um but I was gonna say tell us about your services what kind of tests do you guys administer so just tell us a bit about nakanya psychometrics and what you do anything that we need to know about it oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um so primarily our focus is on career guidance mm. um so that starts with um grade nine subject choice um and then uh, high school career guidance, which is um, most, that's the most common. That's mm. where most people are trying to decide what to apply for adversity and all that jazz. Um, and then we also do um, mid-career shift or adult career guidance. Mm. So um, this is mostly if you're, you know, if you find yourself sometimes in a funk at work and you actually are not sure which which way to go, whether you should be um, moving along the same lines or if you should take a, are you wanting to quit your job or whatever the case may be? Or even if mm. you just want to have a better I- idea of your, um, your strengths um, and your areas for development so that you can um, maybe get a promotion or, you know, mm. that's, mm. it's, so it's focused on that. And then we also do recruitment and selection. Um, so that's just helping 
companies, like Ubella was mentioning earlier, make more informed decisions about um, the staff that they hire. Um, because when you get like a million CVs, um, you need to be able to distinguish, um, you know, and really see people's strengths mm. um, in order to find that fit for your company. Um, and then we also do um, for pers- um, assessments for personal development. Yeah. Um, so that's just like um, if you, for example, want a personality test um, so that you can better communicate with your boyfriend, mm. we totally mm. we're up to help you <laughs> with that as well. So nothing is too big or too small. Um, sometimes you just need a little mirror to be held up um, to you so that you yeah. can see things more clearly. Um, and sometimes that's all you need to jumpstart better communication, whether it's with your boss, with your boyfriend, with your mom. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's everything that we offer. Mm-hmm. So the, the recruitment and selection, the career guidance and the um, uh, subject choice assessments, mm-hmm. are, uh, they come in packages. Um, so depending on the package that you choose, there'll be, um, a selection of different assessments for the purpose, um, that you're going for. Okay. Anything you want to add? Um, no, I'm actually just like quickly going through it now. And I think that basically encompasses all of it. And yeah, so basically just on the personal development part, we also do for, um, a team development or yeah. group development for, you know, companies, if they want to do a thing within their team to better understand each other and communicate better with each other, then, you know, mm. that too. Um, yeah, that's, that's basically about, about it. Yeah. yeah. We found some amazing tools when we were researching um, yeah. for the team development, like things that we didn't even know were possible. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm like we found this assessment that helps um, a team that helps individuals find a time of the day that they're most productive. So it shows you like, okay, in the morning you should do your admin and then in the afternoon when you have your uh, little spark, then you should be doing, you know, your brainstorming or whatever. So it actually Mm -hmm. helps you to figure out what time of the day you should be holding meetings and, it's yeah it's amazing yeah. the the tools that are out there um, yeah. it's very exciting yeah. i love the the personal assessments for you know one getting to know themselves and i'm such an advocate of literally even like the free online you know assessments you know um because it really gives you i always say it gives you the language to be able to communicate um the type of person you are to other people in your relationships in a job you know in a job interview and also to get to know yourself as well so i'm a i'm an advocate for getting to know yourself through assessment so i like that you guys are offering that but the other aspect that i like is that you guys are not just doing career guidance for young people but you're doing career guidance also like you say for all the people who are already in the workplace um either Mm. kind of wanting to apply for something slightly different or promotion is there a difference in how you approach the two kind of the younger individual who's starting out and the bit of a older individual who is let's say trying to switch careers yeah um so we have 
the basics like outline. So we do a, a, an assessment of your personality, your mm. values, your interests, um, and your aptitude um, in both mm. situations. Um, but we use um, slightly different assessments in doing that for mm. um, the younger people. And also the focus um, for the high school career guidance is a little bit more towards the aptitude, okay. like what can yeah. you actually do yeah. um, and not yeah. so much on your personality because, mm. um, you know, you're, if you're still growing, these things change. Yeah. yeah, um, yeah. Well, some basic things don't change, but you know what I mean? Like if the person is still growing, mm. their mm. mind might change. So there's not so much a, a focus on that. Okay. Um, whereas okay. with the adult career guidance, that's where we look at more at your, your values and your personality more mm. than your aptitudes. Cause if you're in your mid thirties and you've been working for however long, I think you have an idea of what you are capable of. So yeah. we're not, I mean, I even give clients the option not to do that. Cause if you already are, you know, if you know your skills, you can just say to me, no, no, I don't think I need to do an aptitude test. I just want to figure out where, you know, I'd be happiest like in terms of, you yeah. know, environment would make me happiest so then we focus more on the personality and the values um because i think at that point it's more of a like it's a self-discovery thing because you're already yeah. an adult you yeah. you have an idea of what you want out of life you have an idea of what's been working for you and what hasn't been but like i said before sometimes you just need that little mirror held up so that you can just have a better look um mm. yeah yeah I think that would be the difference. You want to add anything, Bips? Um, No, no, no. I think that's perfect. Um, yeah, and it's basically for your adult uh, career guidance. It's more of an alignment thing. Like, you know, um, are my values aligned with what I'm currently doing? Is my personality aligned with, um, with what I'm currently doing? And yeah, yeah so like Nomcha says, it's, it's not too much about aptitude. Mm. Of course, we can put it in there if... Um, you know, and in, in terms of an adult, they sort of inform the direction a bit more yeah. than what yeah. your high yeah. school would. Yeah. In the sense that, you know, a client will come to us and say, okay, I want to stay within this industry or this career field, but I just want to make like a small shift. Mm. Or someone will come to you and say, I want to make a complete shift. I think I'm in the completely wrong industry. I'm currently an accountant and this is not me. So mm-hmm. then that, that is where, you know, your aptitude would, would then be important and kick in because now we need to look at what other aptitudes and capabilities and skills do you have outside of the current industry? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. I think that makes sense that older people would have a bit more insight as opposed to younger people mm. completing high school. It's kind of like a blank canvas. There are so many directions For to sure. go as opposed to someone who's yeah. kind of already um, dabbled in a couple of fields. Um, yes. What advice do you guys have for anyone who is one considering a career in psychometry, um, like kind of considering, but also to an individual who is for sure, you know, and it can be the same thing to so someone who's kind of like, maybe this is the field, maybe not. Um, but for also someone who is for sure, you know, heading into that direction. Um, I think research, it's so important research and also not just research in terms of, 
going on the internet and reading what a psychometrist does and whatever, whatever, because um, people sort of glamorize things on the, on the internet. No one really tells you the hundred percent truth, you know? Um, So I think doing that research in terms of, first of all, finding out what this field is, what it entails, what does the studies mean? What will the studies require of you? What are the steps? What is the job market like for um, the field, et cetera, et cetera. And then more importantly, and if you can and have the opportunity to go and shadow someone who is currently doing that, because reading about something and then seeing it or experiencing it firsthand, it's not the same thing. And I think for someone who is maybe, and even someone who is like, for sure, that is going to be your deciding factor. That is going to tell you once you step in and by like hour number five that you've mm-hmm. been shadowing, you're going to be able to, to tell that, is this really for me? Can mm-hmm. I see myself doing this every day? I mean, when I was a little bit younger in high school, I was dead set that I was going to be an architect. I look, I love drawing. I think I'm very talented in that space. I love buildings and interiors and exteriors, et cetera, et cetera. And I was dead set. That's what I was going to do. And it Mm. was great. I researched and whatever. Then I went to go job shadow by the second hour there. Kid you not. I called my mom. I was like, come fetch me. This is not for me. I could never. (laughs) I could never (laughs) sit the whole day. You were done. Draw, 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 draw. This isn't it. I, I love it. I have a passion for it. But that's when I realized that, yes, I enjoy drawing. Yes, I enjoy interiors. Yes, I enjoy exteriors and buildings and that form of art. However, it is not what I want to do. It is not where my purpose lies or where yeah. I could see myself every day. So I think if you can shadow someone and, you know, it's just a matter of contacting people and just asking them, like, can I, I'm not asking you to pay me or anything, but just for a day or two, come and sit yeah, with you and see yeah. what you're doing, whatever. You'll be surprised. Quite a lot of people are quite willing to do that mm-hmm. and help out, you know? Um, and I think especially people who are in something like psychometry yeah, who know the yeah. importance of career arts and all of that. So, yeah, that would be my advice. Sorry, that was a mouthful. <laughs> no, that was good. Because it's always, I like what you said there, because it's always different in theory. You know, pra- theory is mm. always different than practical. You know, it's the mm. same way as with any field. Sometimes you are studying and you are getting the marks, but getting into the actual field is completely different where you realize that as much as I like this, as much as I'm good at this, but it's not working for me. Either the hours or, you know, the amount of work that you need to do. So I think job shadow is actually great if you have the opportunity to do it not just with psychometry but with any field I think it's because it gives you the exact thing like this is the real life this is what you're going to do every single day and that just might not be for you as much as you are capable and able to do it but having to do it on a daily for the rest of your life um, that might not work for you. Namta? Yeah I I agree with everything Biff said Um, so I would just advise that you prepare yourself practically. Mm. Um, Like we mentioned earlier, the course can take a lot out of you, especially if you're not prepared. Um, So yeah, just prepare yourself financially. If you have a husband and kids, prepare them as well um, Mm -hmm. to just give you up for six months. Um, Yeah. 
that's all I can say is just know what you're getting yourself into. And that's mm-hmm. where the, the job shadowing and, and stuff falls in. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay, ladies. So we're going to do the last thing <laughs> before we end. So this is what we're going to do a quick lightning round. I call it the YHV lightning round. Um, it's quick rapid fire. So I'm going to ask you to complete sentences. I want you to give truthful and honest answers. But like I said, it's rapid fire. So it has to be quick. Okay. So okay. Um, I think let's, so let's do this. So the first sentence you need to complete, uh, Nomta will, will start and then Bipila will follow. Then the next time we'll switch. So the second one, Bipila, then Nomta, so that it's a bit fair and nobody gets the chance to think while the other one is answering the whole time. Does it make sense? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Okay. The first sentence to complete. The one thing people don't really know about me is... I'm very sensitive. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I enjoy the arts. Oh, <laughs> I like that. Uh, the next one, I am functioning. So the name of the podcast is your highest version. Um, so complete the following sentence. I'm functioning from the highest version of myself when I am. When, when I am happy. Mm. Yes, when I'm happy. Mm-hmm. Um, when I'm giving feedback. <laughs> oh, <laughs> you are a real professional, huh? This is really enjoy feedback. it. <laughs> <Aww>. <laughs> um, loves feedback. Yeah, I see that. My superpower is. Oh, it's me. I'm being compassionate. Hmm. Um, my superpower is being able to easily relate to and um, speak to p- different people from all walks of life. Awesome. And then the last sentence to complete the legacy I want to leave is? A trust fund. <laughs> For who? <laughs> For what kind Look, of it people? Sounds a little... Hey? For what kind of people? For, for my family, for my children, oh, okay. for my grandchildren. Um, it, maybe it sounds a little superficial, but um, yeah, not just functioning for myself anymore. I want yeah. to function for what comes after me yeah. and just to make sure that they're, they're set and they're strapped. That's a good legacy. Um, uh, the legacy I would want to leave behind is just to live in people's memories as someone who helped them who touched them, who was kind to them. Yeah. Yeah. This is literally why in the introduction, I was like, I am surrounded by light today. You know, you guys are just so (laughs) deep in a nice way, but there's just every time, everything I've heard from you guys is just this undertone to kind of serve people. And I'm quite like that as well. And I like that very much. So the last question I'm going to ask you ladies is, um, You've kind of said this, but what are you guys working on, even if it's like on an individual level? Um, and how can people connect with you? So if someone wants to ask about something that you guys said that is either related to you guys individually or with regards to Nokanya psychometrics, how can people connect with you? Please don't give your phone numbers. If you're okay with Instagram, you know, your socials, that's okay. Uh, maybe your email address. Yeah. What are you working on and how can people connect with you? Um, we're working on Nokanya, of course. <laughs> <laughs> of course. Um, 
kids. Um, I, I think the building will never stop. Um, mm. And we're very happy and very prepared for that. And of course, um, we build to be flexible and, you know, to be able to break down some parts and rebuild if we need to and make it function and work the way we needed to at that time. Mm. Um, so I'm currently working on, on that. And then I am also working on Nokanya working for me. <laughs> mm. So I wanted to work for me in the sense that where I will be able to, you know, leave my nine to five and be able to fully, fully focus on it. So of course it needs to get to a certain point before we can take that giant leap of faith. Mm. Um, but yeah, that's what we're working on. Um, I'm also working on myself in this space because I've never in my life been in a space where um, you are responsible for a whole company, a brand, a consultancy um, that works so closely and so deeply with people. Um, so I'm working on myself in that, in that space and working on finding and discovering who I am and how I function in that space and what it brings out in me. Mm. And yeah, so in terms of contacting me, um, you are welcome to contact me on, I'm on LinkedIn. Um, you can find Nokanya Psychometrics on LinkedIn. You can also find my personal profile on LinkedIn, um, as well as my personal Instagram as well. You're welcome to just pop me a DM. You can also just pop Nokanya Psychometrics a DM. And yeah, we're also on Facebook. You can DM us there. And yeah, so our Instagram is nokanya underscore psychometrics. If I'm not incorrect, I'm going to double check yeah. that while Nonta tells you what she's doing. <laughs> sure. Um, so I think our main focus right now is on advertising because we are quite a new business. Mm. Um, so we are putting out as many feelers as possible, researching new ways that we can get in touch with people. Um, I hope that your listeners will feel inspired after listening to us yep. um, gab away today. Um, so yeah, I think that's, that's mostly our focus at, at the moment is just getting ourselves out there, getting ourselves noticed. Because um, so, we have everything else in place. We have our accounting systems and our processes ready. Mm -hmm. um, so now it's just a matter of just letting the world know like, hey, we're here. Um, I think the easiest way to get a hold of us is through our website. Because um, on our website, you have the option to send us a message, mm -hmm. um, which comes through to our emails. Um, you can click on the link for our Facebook, um, Nokanya Psychometrics. Um, yeah, so the link for the website is www.nokanya.co.za. Very okay. easy. Okay. Yeah. Rebella, do you want to confirm that handle for us? But actually, don't worry. Yes. Um, it's not a biggie because I'm going to type it. You'll say it, but it's, I'm also going to type it in the show notes. But go ahead. Oh, okay. Okay. Yeah, so it, it was, I was correct. Yay. <laughs> it is, um, <laughs> so it is, our Instagram handle is at Nokanya underscore psychometrics. Okay. Yes. Ladies, <laughs> I am very inspired. 
all the best um and yeah thank you so much for just being willing to be on the show but also all the best like um good luck with no kind of psychometrics i can't wait for it to just grow and blossom many 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 blessings to you guys thank you so much for being here thanks so much for having us i really enjoyed this yeah me too yeah (laughs) absolutely it was fun and it is also like a mini meeting for us (laughs) (laughs) really you're welcome guys you're welcome i'll get my share okay thank you (laughs) all right ladies (laughs) sure thank you so much bye